0: You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings.
1: A reading from Psalm <clears throat> Thanksgiving for Earth's Bounty. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the grain. You provide the people with grain. For so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your beauty. Your wagon tracks overflow with richness. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and they sing together for joy. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from Leviticus, the offering of the first fruits. The Lord spoke to Moses Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land that I am giving you, and you reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall raise the sheaf before the Lord, so that you may find acceptance. On the day after the Sabbath the priest shall raise it. When you reap the harvest of your land, and you shall not reap to the very edges of the field or gather the gleanings of your harvest, you shall leave them for the poor and for the alien.
2: I am the Lord your God. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from John chapter 7, verses 37 to 44. Rivers of living water. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the spirit, which believers in him were to receive, for as yet there was no spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Division among the people. When they heard these words, some in the crowd said, This is really the prophet. Others said, This is the Messiah. But some asked, Surely the Messiah does not come from Galilee, does he? Has not the scripture said that the Messiah is descended from David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? So there was a division in the crowd because of him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. This is the word of the Lord.
0: You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. And now, for this week's sermon. Let us pray. Creator God, who invited us to include in prayer the words, Give us this day our daily bread. Be with us as we try to understand your challenge for each of us, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Amen. Well, surprise, surprise. Today I plan to share a few thoughts about Harvest, which of course fits well within the theme for the month of caring for creation. Harvest. Traditionally, the word harvest conjures up images of food. And of course, the whole point of food is eating. So, my starting point today is time to eat we might take this very literally which is certainly okay for harvest although maybe not quite so okay for those who thought they had another 45 minutes before we lined up at the back for our refreshments so rather than taking the phrase time to eat literally i suggest that we focus instead on the three letters of the word eat e a and T. For me at Harvest, the E in eat stands for enjoy. It's time to celebrate our enjoyment of food. As Charlotte often reminds us, at MCC we really enjoy our food. And we're always looking for opportunities to share a slice of cake as a way to welcome new friends or to bind us with our old friends more closely together. And because we like to enjoy our food, harvest is a time for us to pause, to welcome the chance to think positively about the sources of our food, to appreciate the productivity of nature, to reflect on the complexity of the food chain, and to be thankful for all the thousands and thousands of people who contribute to our enjoyment of food. Now we're certainly not alone in wanting to mark our enjoyment of food. Harvest is a festival dating back as far as records exist, with people from many civilizations across the world and from generation to generation all wanting to have a special party to celebrate their enjoyment of food. And usually, The bounty of nature as the source of food is attributed to a benevolent God and the Jewish tradition was no exception. In the psalm read to us earlier this evening David declared his appreciation to God in these words. You care for the land, you water it, you enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain. For so you have ordained it. You crown the year with your bounty. And your carts overflow with abundance. Now these carts overflowing with abundance were presumably the carts of farmers filled with soil vegetables or fruit or grain coming directly from the field. Nowadays, we don't always have such a direct link with the source of food. And overflowing carts conjure up slightly different images of a supermarket queue and panic that we bought far more than our carrier bags can possibly accommodate. And the reality of life today is that when we queue at the end of a long line in a shop or supermarket, we are also at the end of a long and complex food chain. So it is right that our harvest festival no longer features only products found on farms, we have a few examples today, but includes also items more typical of how we now source our food. Leaving to one side for a minute the issue of whether the dominance of prepackaged food is or is not a good thing, it is a fact that this is how we access much of our food. And so it's not unreasonable that nowadays we mark harvest by gathering tins and packets of food. And again, we have a couple of examples at the front. But the core of harvest remains the same. It's a time to appreciate farmers and fishermen in our country and throughout the world. But as we gather our tins and our packets in churches, It's also a time to appreciate all the people who contribute to providing our food. People who work in factories, warehouses, transport, shops, cafes, restaurants, as well as the traditional farmers and fishermen. So harvest is a time for us to say together that we appreciate God's world as a source of our food and we are grateful to all those who transform God's creation into the food which we enjoy. course because we do appreciate God's world as the source of our food we also accept our obligation to contribute to the protection of God's creation. This weekend we've been reminded again particularly by children across the globe that we are trustees of creation and so it would not be responsible for us to indulge in an annual celebration of food enjoyment without giving some consideration to our responsibility to ensure that future generations can say to us, again in the words of the psalm, you care for the land and water it, you enrich it abundantly. In all traditions, the reason why there is an annual celebration of the enjoyment of our food is precisely because the source of food is so precious. Food cannot be taken for granted. And because the festival of harvest has always been much more than a feast of self-indulgence, I propose to move on from the E in the word eat to think about what the second letter A might represent. For me, harvest is a time to think about the fact that not everyone, gets a fair share of the food available. It's a time to think about the apportioning of food. And so I'm suggesting that the middle letter A in the word eat represents this concept of apportioning. To try to explain my thinking about apportioning, I suggest that we imagine a group of people gathered round a circular table for a meal. There are two ways for this family or group of friends to enjoy the food, particularly if it comes in one large serving dish placed in the middle of the table. Each person could grab for herself and himself as much as they can, as quickly as they can, with the potential result that some people take more than they can actually eat, while others don't get enough. Alternatively, the dish could be apportioned equally so that everyone has what they need. My point is that harvest is not only about the E, the enjoyment of food, it's also about the A, the apportionment of food. We heard earlier from Leviticus, where it was read to us the following words, When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigner residing among you. Now to our ears these words may be far from inclusive and indeed very patronising, but at least they express the absolute baseline of saying the simple truth, just don't be greedy. In the Christian tradition, harvest is one of the occasions in the calendar where Christians are encouraged to think about the apportioning of food. This includes thinking about how the wealthy, more industrialized countries support countries where poverty is widespread. And it also includes thinking about how those enjoying more comfortable lives in our communities support our neighbors who are struggling to put food on the table. And that's why for a number of years, Northern Lights MCC has used Harvest as an opportunity to make donations to the People's Kitchen. This year, we are continuing the tradition with the People's Kitchen, joined as recipients for the first time today with the Bensham Food Co-op. It's certainly a good tradition of ours to make donations At harvest time. A good tradition but it's hardly good enough and the board is now thinking about ways in which we might start an all-year-round continuing relationship between our church and these two excellent organisations. In other words harvest must not be the only time we give priority to our social responsibility but harvest must certainly be one of the times in the church calendar when we pay particular attention to the apportionment of food and other resources. So at harvest, we not only give thanks for the food we enjoy, the E, but we also use the festival to recommit ourselves to action in relation to the provision of resources where they are needed. So A could also stand as A for action as a consequence of A being a call to attention on apportionment. So we've had the E and the A, but I also need to draw attention to the third component of the Christian Harvest Festival. Earlier this evening, we heard only a few brief extracts from Leviticus chapter 23. And I'm sure there'll be few complaints that you were deprived of further extracts because Leviticus 23 is a very long, highly detailed account of exactly how the Jews were expected to show their thanks to God in each of a series of festivals. One of our two extracts relates to the initial stage in the process known as the offering of the first fruits when the first sheaf of barley harvest was offered to God as we heard read to us in verses 10 and 11, bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain you harvest. He is to wave the sheaf before the Lord so it will be accepted on your behalf. So this annual event, the offering of the first fruits, was followed by the Feast of Weeks and a whole host of other similar events until it was time for the final and most spectacular celebration of all called the Festival of Tabernacles, which was probably the closest parallel to our Harvest Festival. And it was during this Feast of the Tabernacles, as St. John tells us, that Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who was thirsty come to me and drink. And as we heard earlier, some people reacted by saying, surely this man is a prophet, with some even concluding, He is the Messiah. Others responded with a withering put down. How can a Messiah come from Galilee? It's a bit like saying, well, what can you expect? He didn't go to Eton. In other words, the established rituals of the traditional harvest festival were interrupted by the challenge from the country bumpkin, Jesus that he was presenting a new type of harvest and that he was offering a spiritual nourishment which exceeds the physical nourishment always celebrated at harvest time. It seems to me that what he was saying was that harvest is a time to think even more deeply than thinking about where our daily bread and water comes from. So the Christian challenge goes beyond thanks for the enjoyment of our food and drink, the E component, It goes beyond ensuring that we share our resources, the A component. It challenges us to engage in something transformative, the T component. In the words of the gospel, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who was thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. The writer of the first hymn we sang this evening presents Harvest as representing a celebration of thanks for food, satisfying physical needs, combined with hope that spiritual needs will be equally satisfied. So even in the first verse, there is the ambiguous statement that God our maker will provide for our needs to be supplied. Now we could take this as physical needs, Or spiritual needs, but I think the intention was probably to include both types of needs. By the time we get to the final of the three verses, it's clear that reference to the physical needs satisfied by harvest time have been totally overshadowed by the spiritual needs. We sang these words earlier, bring your final harvest home, gather all your people in free from sorrow, free from sin, there Together purified, ever thankful at your side. Come with all your angels, come bring that glorious harvest home. So the writer explains better than I could the tea component of harvest. Harvest is a time to think about the transformative message of Jesus, which was missing from the endless harvest rituals outlined in the book of Leviticus. although this is a wonderful new dimension of harvest, the T doesn't replace the importance of the E and the importance of the A components. It just simply restates them within a wider and deeper context. So my case this evening is that our harvest at Northern Lights is a time to think about the E, the A and the T. At harvest, we give thanks to God for the food we enjoy and renew our determination to protect the food sources which God has given. At harvest, we recommit ourselves to help provide food and other resources where needed. And at harvest, we remind ourselves that Jesus provides us with food for our spiritual journey, as well as giving us this day our daily bread. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website www.northernlightsmcc.org.uk